0: Hey, I'm Nate Flax.
1: I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation.
0: We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project.
1: Whether it's at sessions or parties or over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey.
0: Talking line is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and what it's been like and where it's going.
1: We recorded this episode with our good friend, Mothica.
0: We first met Mothica during a writing session in Brooklyn and quickly discovered we shared many mutual friends. Since then, we've hung out and written countless times and we recently remixed her song Burnout off her EP, Ashes.
1: Some context for this interview. Mothika was visiting Los Angeles for writing sessions and is currently working on a new record.
0: She's also moving to LA in the near future.
1: A great friend and a powerful vocalist, Mothika's music reflects her fiery energy and a sharp creative vision. So, without further ado,
2: I'm Mothika and this is Talking Lion. How's it going?
0: Going well. <laughs> going Welcome on. back to LA. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, so I was here a month ago. And yeah, I'm already back.
0: We uh, we're, we're lucky we all get to like hang as often as we do. Yeah. even though we're like bi coastal. Bi coastal. But you're you're moving here soon.
2: I am planning to move here in June or July. Um, I don't know where.
0: Is it because of the weather?
2: No, because I'm gonna have to get rid of all my jackets. Oh, true. Suck.
0: True. Yeah. I mean, take it from me. I wear my jacket. You see everywhere. Yeah. So. You can still, I mean, it'll be a sweaty experience, but, like, you can still keep all the, all yeah. the jackets. Totally.
2: Or I'm just waiting to become health goth. And then, yeah, I'll just wear fitness gear all the time. Or you the just going a cabin up in,
0: like, Big Bear and then just, like, come down from the mountains every yes. time you have a session or something.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Because it's normal weather everywhere else, pretty much. It was weird, like, driving an hour up to Big Bear and it's just, like, snow. Yeah. So, like, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's Truman Show-esque. Yeah. But, uh... Mm-hmm. You're from from Oklahoma, yeah. Originally,
2: I grew up in Oklahoma City, or I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and I grew up in Oklahoma City for 18 years.
0: Wow. Uh, so uh, in my head, it's always and I I tell you this all the time. In my head, it's always the musical. Like you like walk out yeah. and like and there's like a desert for like as far as you can see, and there's a yeah. ten uh, uh, gallon hats everywhere. What what was it really um, like living it's there? Really
2: flat. There's a lot of Republicans. And it's pretty much all just like strip malls. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I live in Oklahoma City, which there's still like a million people there, so it's a big city. But <laughs> um, no, I didn't ride horses or anything.
0: But did you? Uh, you have some pets?
2: I did have a lot of pets. Um, I grew up with six dogs and various. Wait, six? Yes, six dogs.
0: We're all there? <laughs> now nah, I'm just curious. Oh, okay. All at the same time?
2: Um. It was, one would die off and we'd buy another one. (laughs) Do you remember their names? Do you remember their... Yeah. um, uh, Bailey, Beetle, Brandy, Bonnie, Bonkers, Baby, and then Voodoo. (laughs) (laughs) I knew the last one Wait, so I have have so many questions. The B, or was it just... Dude, we just went with B names. Yeah. (laughs) Was it a
0: Beagle? Were they all Beagles?
2: No, they were uh, Shelties and then Pomeranians. Fluffy, very fluffy. Dog hair everywhere. <laughs>
0: Were dogs the only pets that you...
2: No, I had... Um, oh, man, I had like five different snakes. I had uh, Did they chinchilla. all have like alliteration
0: names too? All the no, I don't remember Sammy. some of
2: them. <laughs> um, I The craziest animal I had was I went to Costa Rica when I was like 10 with my parents and we saw this animal in the wild called a Kuatamundi. Can
0: you describe what that looks like?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of related to a raccoon. um, Yeah, it looks kind of like a raccoon slash dog thing. No, it has a snout and it's like brown with like, um, you'd have to look up a photo of it. (laughs) But I looked in the paper in the exotic pet section like every day and eventually found someone that had a quatamundi. Um, and we drove to go pick it up and then we like, my parents built like an enclosure in our backyard and we like raised this like exotic animal and then it became kind of feral (laughs) and like it went through puberty and would like attack you. So we donated it to the zoo.
0: So six dogs, all with the letter (laughs) B except for voodoo, five snakes. Yeah. Did you say chinchilla?
2: Chinchilla, I had ducks, I had a flying Ooh. squirrel.
0: A flying I, squirrel and a Quatamundi.
2: Yes, Quatamundi. yeah. And wow. its name was Coco Lily Cinderella. yeah. Wow.
0: Wait, the name <laughs> <laughs> was Coco Lily Cinderella.
2: Yes, yeah. Who named it? I did. All right. I was
1: 10. Well, <laughs> d- just give us a little bit of insight into the rationale
2: <laughs> yeah. there. Um, Coco, because Quatamundi, real creative. Um, uh, Lily, yeah. I don't know, it's a girl and cinder ellis like cinderella yeah but it's also got like
0: that fiery
2: oh cinder yeah yeah. maybe you always had
0: the fire like yeah i always had Uh, the fire um yeah and then cinderella i didn't even pick up on that like last name
2: yeah um yeah i had some snakes i had lizards and fish and rats and, and literally every animal that you're allowed to have i i had it
0: so were they your, like, orchestra as a kid? Was that like, your first kind of music because all the dogs would bark in one key and all the snakes would hiss in another key? And- no,
2: I I didn't really write songs. I think actually my first song that I remember writing was about a blue fairy. What was it called? It was called Blue Fairy. It's gonna, <laughs> I have to say, not as clever as your Guatemalan name, but... uh Yeah.
0: Guatemala-mundi? Uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna, like quiz me every like five minutes just to see if I, quadramundi. I quadramundi. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, so did you first start playing an instrument or were you just sort of singing around the house? Um,
2: I was in a elementary school, uh, choir that you kind of had to audition to get in, but so I didn't make it the first year, but it was all kind of Motown songs. We would oh. do like the Temptations and stuff, a mashup and a mashup of like Beatles songs. So that like exposed me to a lot of really great songs. And I had a solo. <laughs> I would stop. No, no, mine was Walk On By.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Were either your parents' musical as well?
2: Not at all. No. <laughs> yeah. My dad is a petroleum engineer. Whoa,
0: wait. Is that natural
2: gas company? there okay. has been there for like 30 years or something and my mom uh worked in global relocation and now she owns a vintage store and sells clothes
0: in my head global relocation is like (laughs) you have alien like aliens from mars that need to like relocate to a different (laughs) globular planet yes what what is a global relocator
2: i never knew what it was (laughs) but um it was like she worked for a company that they would hire her to move employees from one location to another like oh, giant wow. companies huh. and then she was like the the hr person or client relations person so she would just make sure that they were happy
0: that's like a very big job That's a very like yeah yeah because there's people like there's people would
1: it be like people moving different countries
2: yeah moving to different countries and then they would hire her company to handle all of the like shipping of their their house of goods, mm. everything they own. and
0: Would you travel internationally as like part of that? Like would she, no, or would she be traveling a lot? Sh-
2: no, she worked from home. So I just remember her always being on conference calls. <laughs> um, but she traveled a little bit. And I traveled a lot with my parents when I was under the age of one. I think I went to like 25 states wow. and like three countries. they're always like, yeah, you've been there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't <laughs> remember <doesn't>
0: that. It doesn't count. <laughs> it was your first tour. Yeah, my first tour. <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's, my, my, dad also worked from home, which was always very bizarre because, yeah. you know, there'd be like work dad and like home dad, but I wouldn't necessarily know whose was who, like, cause we had the office, but there was also the living room and there was yeah. also where he would work. So, you know, I, I definitely, that's a very specific experience. I think for like, especially people like our generation yeah. who could have parents who could work from home because yeah. you couldn't really necessarily do that until like the last two decades or, mm-hmm. Whatever. I could be also talking out of my ass. I don't know about the current work economy of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of home home workers and everything. Um,
2: Freelancers, as they call it. Did you uh, did you take
0: lessons? And did you have any siblings?
2: Um, no. So I'm an only child. You guys have that in common. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, and my parents are also uh, older. Like my mom had me when she was 39. So oh. that yeah, um, only child and. Yeah, I sang in the choir and then, um, but music was definitely never like a main hobby of mine. I was more into like a visual art and drawing and stuff like that.
0: Did you want a sibling when you were a kid? Was oh that- yes,
2: mm-hmm. I wanted an older brother that would be have cute friends. <laughs>
0: Did you have other friends who had older brothers with cute friends? Was oh yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Why not just use their older
2: brothers? Well, yeah, that didn't work out. But I think because I saw um, Bring It On, oh. and yeah, her friend's brother, you know, that she like brushes her teeth with him in the bathroom.
0: I had a, I had a younger brother, so I was the older brother, and I didn't um, feel like. Uh, capable of being like a good older brother Aww. like I, I felt like there was like a lot of pressure it was like a younger brother can do whatever and that doesn't mm-hmm. have to like be a thing for somebody yeah. you know um, but yeah siblings are weird which is why it's bizarre like most of my friends are people who don't have siblings
2: uh, yeah I mean I think there's something about if you grow up as an only child or maybe only child syndrome like maybe you become more artistic because you're <laughs>
0: well so how did you first get into visual art like what was the thing that sort of inspired um, you to do that
2: I don't know. I I know like in elementary school, I was really kind of rambunctious and my parents put me in every single hobby you could try. Like they tried to get me to do baseball and ballet and I like got kicked out of cotillion because I <laughs> wore jeans under my dress like Avril Levine.
0: Nice. <laughs> chess club? Were you in chess club?
2: No. Nice. I was in German club.
0: German club? Yeah. Do you have any German to throw
2: around? Eins, wei, Fear Fooms. Are you Six. cursing on the show? Wait, Are you cursing on? I was counting, the... but I think I I think you just went up.
1: one, two, four.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. eins, five, Dry. dry. Fear. Foom. Foom. Floop.
0: Floop. <laughs> Floop. <laughs>
2: um, uh, I can say your mother. Dina Muta. Coco Mundi. <laughs> <laughs> Kwaada
0: Mundi. <laughs> <Kawada> Mundi. <laughs> Mundi. Yeah. See, I've already lost it. Yeah. Um, I'm very bad with other languages. Noah has. Italian locked. I have Italian. Uh, it's not a particularly useful language,
1: gnocchi. but it is. Gnocchi,
0: yeah. It's- <laughs>
2: gnocchi. Wait. Um, or as we
0: like to, ganache is how mm, I try to piss yeah, off my sure. Italian friends. Ganache. Um, ganache. with, ganache with mozzarella. <laughs> and, and bruschetta. <laughs> and bruschetta. You were, did, were you like your... Dreams growing up being mm. a, like a painter or an artist? Um, no, I
2: wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Whoa. Like ugh, everyone wanted to be. <laughs> and, and then... and then Don't give up
0: on your dreams. I mean, that's still... Yeah.
2: Well, then I decided I wanted to have my own uh, animal TV show like Jeff Corwin. Um, he, but I really just wanted to be friends with animals. Like I didn't want to like explore... The scientific, like.
0: So you wanted less Steve Irwin and more Dr. Dolittle?
2: Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to control animals with my mind. No.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dr. Dolittle just. Uh, he just talks. to, to, he to talks them. them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that he, like, talks a tiger out of killing himself by telling him that Eye of the Tiger is, like, a big song.
2: Wow. That's a real scene that's- in Dr. Dolittle. They have
1: no concrete memories of that movie, so that's
2: I wonderful to hear. i need to watch that again. Yeah, but, it's yeah. a
0: wild movie. I don't know.
2: I thought I was gonna work with animals and I think that says a lot about me that I like, instead of having friends, I just made my, fr- bought my friends in the form of like a tarantula. Um, <laughs>
0: what was your tarantula's name? Rosetta. Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. But yeah, I was really into animals and then, yeah, and then I wanted to be, own a like vintage store or something like, cause we went to thrift stores and estate sales all the time. Like my mom's, everything we have is like, From an estate sale then i wanted to be go into neuroscience but i wanted to be on the cover of a science magazine so that says a lot about (laughs) yeah my intentions you're in science for the glory the (laughs) glitz and the glam of the of, of the research world yeah well
0: so and this is kind of a silly question but like did you love moths as a kid
2: um i know i like caught butterflies a lot but moths didn't enter my life until I was like 14 or 15.
0: Yeah. Now, in my head, that's like a Batman story. Like, <laughs> were you trapped in the bottom of a well with a bunch of moths? You're know, like, this is who I no. am.
2: It has to do with uh, robo-tripping. Um, What's that? That is taking, drinking cough syrup and not falling asleep. Oh, robo like robotussin. Yes, robo-tussum. Gotcha. gotcha. Um And that's what, you know us youth would do in our backyards. All you kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, my parents let me set up a tent in my backyard and we would, you know, drink cough syrup. And I have this memory of... <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the way that Noah subtly tried to eat that chip. It was amazing.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm trying to be real discreet about it. Tony, stay away from the mic.
2: <laughs> Don't mind me. Anyway, um,
0: I have so, this. So yeah, you, you had the tent in the backyard.
2: Yeah, so I had a tent in my backyard. And um, I remember seeing all these moths like swarming around this lamppost And in my head, I thought like I was a moth in a past life. Whoa. Because you
0: are a robo-chip Well, yes,
2: it was like five in the morning and (laughs) I thought it was a metaphor for like, oh, they're ramming themselves into the light and they don't know that they're killing themselves. And I was really depressed and like, you know, having suicidal thoughts. So um, my friend at the time, Caitlin, Like, she wanted to go to school for mortuary science, and so she called herself Gothica, and then she called me Mothica. (laughs) And then I started using that, like, on Instagram and stuff when I was, like, 14 or 15, before, way before music. Um,
0: Is she doing mortuary stuff now? No, she she
2: did go to college for it, but she dropped out, and now she's a bartender.
0: I I'd be worried to have those drinks. Like it's like embalming <laughs> fluid. It's like yeah. this will fuck you up. Like, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: so did you did you wind up going to school for visual art?
2: Yeah. Um, Where did you go? Well, I mentioned I I thought I wanted to go into science or architecture. I,
0: science for the glam though. Yeah, science.
2: The, I wanted glamorous science. Pop sci. Yes, I wanted to like do a TED talk, you know, I
0: want to be a doctor be the doctor house like I wanted I thought being a doctor was like I could walk through hallways like I think it's this. Well, it's not that well, I think it's that and I'm going to go bounce a ball in a room somewhere (laughs) for three hours thinking about my diagnosis like that's not what being a doctor is. Well,
2: that was another thing is I was like, I'm not smart enough to make a dent in science. So I shouldn't go into that, but I was like, I'm, I'm felt like I was naturally pretty good at, um, visual art and like drawing. And so I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to school for this. And, and, uh, applied to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York. And I ended up going into the program that was like interactive media. So you could do like coding and stuff also. Um, yeah, I messed with like Arduinos and built like LED lights that responded to music and awesome. yeah. yeah and then like the only music i had done was acoustic covers on youtube and i had original songs on youtube with like no no one had seen any of them um and then what kind of
0: covers were you doing
2: let me think i did uh, a cover of a licky lee song i did um oh what's that song i did an lmfao song <laughs> <laughs> i did a Soldier boy cover um yeah, oh, Elliot Smith. Um, bright eyes. And Elliot
0: Smith lived like two blocks down that way.
2: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: He's really good. What song? song was it, Angeles?
2: Between the bars. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. like my
0: yeah. favorite song. That's a great song.
2: Yeah. I used to like cry to that. <laughs> um Yeah, so I did that and then I moved to New York.
0: Had you always wanted to live in New York?
2: I well, yes. Yeah, I'd been here when I was like 16. Um But I I was like, I want to go to a major city because Oklahoma, you know, like now it's pretty cool. And they have a lot of artistic scene going on. But like growing up, like we just got a Trader Joe's and we just got an (laughs) H&M. There's still no like Urban Outfitters or anything like that to me was cool to travel to go to Urban Outfitters. Okay, (laughs) like. um
0: the Trader Joe's is a big deal Trader Joe's did they have a giant scissors to cut the ribbon of the Trader Joe's I don't
2: know yeah so I knew I wanted to get out um and I went to New York and then I met someone at this party that showed me SoundCloud oh Mm -hmm. yes and then I discovered you could make music on a computer Mm -hmm. and that's when I like downloaded Ableton and Um, went and got a microphone and I would like just message producers and be like can I sing on your beat
0: (laughs) did you play piano or did you play any instruments at the time
2: yeah so my parents had a piano um, in their house that they got from a garage sale and uh, I could play like pretty basic I can play pretty basic chords on anything but or on guitar and piano but yeah that's how I would write and then when I got Ableton I just started messing with all the silent synth sounds. <laughs> and, and what
0: was it about hearing about SoundCloud and Ableton that made you to a degree just drop dreams of being in popular mm-hmm. science and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and doing visual art and instead doing music to the degree that you have? Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I was in school for visual art and I was in all these classes and to me, Going to school for visual art kind of ruined my love for it because (laughs) yeah, all my professors wanted me to have all this crazy backstory and For all my decisions I was making and for me. I was like, I just like doing it. You know, you could
0: have cut off your ear
2: (laughs) Yeah, I was like really sassy um and so music became my escape from doing art (laughs) and that's why it was like super fun and exciting because i was learning a new program and i was like you know that was when soundcloud was really good and like there was such a community around it um that there isn't as much anymore and And i
0: imagine especially in new york where you could meet those people and see their shows and stuff as, as they're on the come up
2: yeah, and that was awesome. I got to go to, like, a recording studio for the first time. And I had never sang in front of anyone in person. Like, <laughs> so, um, it was... How old were you at that point? Yeah, so that was when I was, like, 18. Okay. 19, so that was, like, five years ago.
0: And that, when did you put out your first single?
2: Um, as, like, Mothica. Oh, yeah. as Mothica. I mean, on Spotify, 2014. So, it was, like... A year into me living in New York. Was that mythic? It was a song before that. It was Ooh. called Molt. Molt. Yeah, I don't know like, if you've heard that. Like
0: a, yeah. like a
2: moth. Hold me while I molt. Yes, that's the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a good pickup line. <laughs> hold me while I molt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it was moth, vaguely moth related. And that was produced by um, a producer, Bareface, that is Bearface. now in Brockhampton. Oh. Yes. Cool, cool, cool.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I read somewhere too that you worked with Tennyson at one point too.
2: Yeah. Well, so we have a song together that is a remix of a Daughter song. Oh, wow. What song? um, Smother Me. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it got taken down because, well, they remixed her song. And so they just had me sing the vocal part and then pitch it up. Because I already wanted to sound like Daughter, so it was like a perfect... (laughs) match um yeah and then I got to play like my third show ever I like opened up for um Tennyson that's
0: awesome Great whereabouts Um, in New York
2: yeah it was at a venue called Palisades that doesn't exist anymore I was
0: about to say I don't yeah yeah it must have been like right in the pocket of when I was old enough to go to but I was in Boston and stuff yeah You're pretty much off to the races when, you know, yeah, you you're Ableton, you got yourself when like what what was the sort of process of like coming into yourself as an artist? Like what
2: Yeah, well I was would sing over a lot of different instrumentals I would find on SoundCloud. Like I think I had like twenty or thirty songs of me just because it was so easy to write over an existing beat or instrumental. And then when I got Ableton, I started producing myself and I made this EP called Mythic, which the title of that came from when I would type it in on email, it would autocorrect Mothica to Mythic. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: um, got like a subtlety to like the, the duality of, uh, of autocorrect.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, autocorrect named my EP um, <laughs> and I put that... St- self-produced EP out and um, one of the songs showed up on the Spotify like top viral charts. Whoa. I have no idea how or why. I think maybe a YouTube channel like reposted it or something. Was there
0: like hype and buzz around it?
2: Um, not for a long time. Like that didn't happen for like six months or something. So it just randomly did really well. And then because of that, like a lot of labels were hitting me up like uh, Island Records and Atlantic and yeah. And so immediately when I got my first email from a record label, I was like, I'm dropping
1: out
2: (laughs) because I honestly thought that that meant I had a record deal like waiting for me. I was like, oh, I got an email like. I'm good, like, let's go.
0: <laughs> um, did you sign with any of them from no, the get-go?
2: No, they didn't even offer me. No, I Well, offers. Yeah, like, well, a we got offers.
0: the emails, we used to consider those to be like offers. Yeah. Like, no. like you, you're offering to have the conversation. That's an offer of sorts.
2: Yes, I did actually get one <laughs> offer, um, which I'm glad I didn't take now, but I just talked to a lot of them, and a lot of them wanted to develop me and fly me out to LA, and like, I had, yeah, really never sang in front of anyone And, um, so it was really overwhelming and exciting, but, um, I stayed independent.
0: I think the, the first, like one of the first ones we ever were offered was, uh, uh, from like, it was, it was just more or less starting up. And I remember like going to like the Mandarin Oriental and, um, uh, like by Central Park, like Mm -hmm. being like very aware of how I was trying to be intimidated by the the view and by the drinks and and all that stuff and but the only person who was on the label at the time I think was a member one of like the older members of Wu-Tang <laughs> And wow. so like, no and I we really like, trying like, to
1: decide whether or not to take this label. we like, what do we do if like, we ever went to a what party would we do like, at, the, at a label party? Like, what do we say to one of the members of Wu-Tang Clan? Like, oh my like, God, I, I love Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang.
0: Like, <laughs> like we, we, yeah. we grew up way after that, whatever, yeah. that. I mean, neither here nor there. So it, it, it's funny. I, I think I first heard you when you were doing the stuff with Pusher. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that collaboration start? Because that was a, was that a whole record?
2: Yeah, no, it was uh, one song and I met him at South by Southwest probably four years ago or something. And then he sent me a bunch of instrumentals and that song I wrote in Oklahoma when I was visiting my parents. Um, the song clear. And yeah, the lyrics are like words fall out of my mouth. They drift to the ground and they don't make a sound. Oh, and I was staring at the ground. And that was, like, how I wrote that song. It was a very quiet
0: ground. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was like, oh, words fall out of my mouth. Okay. Um, and that song, yeah, was, like, the my top streaming song. I got to play that song with him to, like, 4,000 people. It was, Whoa. yeah. Where was that? That was in San Francisco. Yeah.
0: Because um, at a certain point around that time, you wound up being our related artist. It mm-hmm. was how, I was like, I would go through that, like, Cause I, I always wanted to hit up everybody. I want to be like, oh, we're related. Yeah. Like we're yeah. we're cousins. Like let's all let's all That's make music so together. Uh, I don't know if I ever if I ever hit you up. I think at a certain point I started getting a little bit more like self conscious and like nervous about reaching out to people. But I remembered seeing you up there, and it changes um, a lot. It does change mm-hmm. a lot because yeah. yeah,
2: I used to be related to like like Verite. I think now I think Elohim might be one of my top ones, which is awesome because I think she's like she's yeah so she's cool. incredible. I,
0: I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I think Trans Violet is also related mm-hmm. to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause then it's like, oh, now we're all really yeah. cousins and, and stuff. But um, so, but I remember the the second song that really like hit me that I, that I heard was when you put out Water Me Down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was like walking around Boston when uh, when it came out. What uh, what's that song? Mean to you, and what's that song about? Because it's it, there's a lot in it. It's a very mm-hmm. powerful song. Because yeah. when you sing it live, like it's incredible to see live.
2: Yeah, it's so much fun to play live. I always end the set with that song, and I wrote the lyrics w- for that song for a different beat with a producer, and then it was one of those things where I'll like recycle old ideas continuously until it finds the home. And um, yeah, it was like kind of a metaphor about like me, you know, a watered down alcoholic drink, you know, like you mm. can't water me down. I'm too strong, you know, I'm too intense. And I made that with the producer, um, and Nige, AKA Nigel. Oh, Nige. I don't know yeah. Nige, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so I just made and him. And we were at a studio in New York and, um, yeah, he he actually did a lot of the melodies. Like this was before he was singing on his own songs, um, and yeah, it was about you know you can't have all of all of this if you want to well, water me. Down. And that's like
0: what I, what I like is like this this uh, um, sort of the the paradox of how how often people want like a version of somebody, yes, but also want like the most authentic thing. of the And it's like, those are not the same thing. Like there's, yes. there's the best version of somebody, which is a, like a watered down polished thing. And there's the authentic, but you can't necessarily have, have both. I think what's cool about what music that's coming out now. And we were talking about like Billie Eilish's record before is that I feel like now music is moving more towards that authentic mm-hmm. place. and Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. And I think definitely people are gravitating more towards like your personality and your story and your branding and stuff. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, that song was, like, you know, so much about how people would start a relationship with me because they liked how intense I was, but then they, it was, got to be too much. Or, like, I always felt like I had to play some game where I, like, wouldn't text you back for a while, and then I'd play it cool. And <laughs> just, like, oh, that's so exhausting. Not being yourself is exhausting.
0: Well, and, and what I think is really cool too is the song has that personal and like professional where it works both ways in the same way that like love song by like Sarah Bareilles has like mm. the I'm not gonna write you a love song to like a person but also to like the record label that wanted a love song yeah uh, so I, it's 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 a, it's a really awesome I, on a really awesome record like uh Ashes just Mm-hmm. recently came out um, we we bias, biasly really like burnout yes. cuz we did the the remix <laughs> but you said that your favorite lyric of your songs mm. is from from burnout
2: yeah i i know i it's hard to come up with what my favorite lyrics are cuz i think i like overall concepts more than like specific lyrics but um, when i wrote burnout which the chorus is i don't want to burn out so i keep playing with fire <laughs> was one of those lines that just came out of me and I was like oh my god that makes so much sense and I was actually writing it with um a producer who is straight edge and I was writing the song about how I was trying to not drink anymore mm-hmm. and kind of like it was like a therapy session of just like why do I keep doing this to myself why do I say I'm never gonna drink again and then two days later I'm doing the same shit and um and it was like oh i'm like i'm so afraid that i'm going to be boring or that i'm going to that if i become sober that i'm going to be uninteresting like musically and so i keep you know putting myself in situations where i have something to write about
0: well i, I think yeah. th- there's been this almost like toxic idea of like a you know the and i've talked about this before but like that the, this genius, this artistic genius yes. needs to be tortured. Yeah. We just, we hear stories about these tortured geniuses being assholes to people mm. and like ruining lives and then like killing themselves or yeah. being, you know, terrible in their personal lives. And I, I'm thinking like we could make good stuff still without like hurting ourselves. necessarily yeah. Or being miserable or drunk all the time. You yeah.
2: Know? And I, I read a book um, which was talking kind of about this that uh, I think it was Big Magic. Um, it's amazing um but it was like yeah these tortured geniuses that you're thinking of are talented in spite of their addiction not because of their addiction mm-hmm. yeah and I think like even me growing up like I wanted to be that tortured you know live fast die young like type, um, Kurt Cobain you know like that's so glorified and I thought it was cool
0: well and, and I I just finished um, a heartbreaking work of Staggering Genius by Dave Eggers which the whole crux of it is that like um, he's writing it because both of his parents like died within 30 days of each other mm. um, from, from cancer and so but a lot of what the book deals with is how he feels like he was to a degree like chosen to like you know to have mm. this tragic life or whatever and And similarly, in a weird, messed up way, when tragic things would happen in my life, I would be not happy about it, but at least, like, vindicated. Like, oh, now I'm tortured. Now I have something to write about. Oh, my gosh. You know, and 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 that's so fucked up because, Mm -hmm. like, you can't engage in, like, a happy, healthy life if you also want, like, misery to follow you for the sake of your art.
2: Yeah, and I think another big thing I think about is how... I think a lot of people wouldn't be as successful as they are if they weren't motivated by something less than pure like for me (laughs) anger like Mm -hmm. i think i have this in my head of like i'm gonna prove people wrong (laughs) if anyone yeah wrongs me i'm like i'm gonna show you and that will you know lights a fire you know under your your butt
0: You can say ass on the show. Fire under, t- your, uh, fire under your tuchus, you know? Yeah,
2: I was going to say your tushy. It's a but, <laughs> um, but I'm so often, like, inspired by anger and bitterness, which is something I'm trying to deal with, of, like, why can't I just make a song? Because I, like, love doing music, <laughs> you know?
0: Well, I think what, what always uh, sort of lit the fire under my tuchus uh, <laughs> was was this kind of sadness was that mm. like i i despite coming from you know from privilege had a lot of like tragedy pretty quickly mm-hmm. so how do i justify all this bad things happening oh making good things happen make mm-hmm. using this as like fuel um, to transform the bad into like something good. Yeah. But that doesn't, for me, feel like sustainable. Like that for me feels like fossil fuel. And like, I don't know, now I'm mm. trying to absorb sunlight yes. and air and water, literally yes. drinking more solar water. It's yeah. like, trying to, sense. yeah, solar powered uh, <laughs> uh, art or whatever. Yeah. What, what, what drives you, No, I think I think now,
1: I don't know. I think if anything, the less than pure thing that drives me is like fear you know just like fear of like i don't know failure or like not doing enough or just stuff like that but i think recently i've been trying to just get fueled
0: by excitement Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know like uh and potential
2: yeah well
0: because i guess there is always the opposite i mean if if the impure thing is to use the metaphor of fossil fuel then there the the converse is the thing that's like sustainable and renewable Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point like Hopefully, I won't be sad and you won't be scared and you won't be angry. Yeah. So what do we have? You know.
2: Well, I'm lucky, not lucky, but that right now all the songs I'm writing are about you know sobriety and that is just a ocean of influence and feelings, <laughs> and so it's less like difficult to be able to write about that because it's just like so you know real right. Well, and now. it's a
0: continuous process. Too. Yeah. It's. Um, Uh, You just played the show with uh, Miette and with Evangelia, and and you were saying that that was one of the first shows you played sober. What was that like for you? Oh, my
2: gosh. So, yeah, like I have played, quote, quote, sober before, which was in Detroit when I threw up before going on stage because I was so hungover. (laughs) And I had a a trash can on stage to throw up in. And so that was sober. Um, and then I played another show sober, but I immediately drank whiskey afterwards because I was like, that didn't go well. Um, and so yeah, I played the show with Evangelia Miette and they're amazing. and there's their music was so good that night. and it went like the best possible way it could have gone. It was like my favorite show I've played. and like, I hit a lot of notes that I normally don't go for live. And, um, yeah, everyone told me, like, they're like, wow, you sounded really good. I was like, oh, wow, I'm not as pitchy when I'm not, like, you know, four whiskeys in.
0: You're not watered down. Yes.
2: Yes. Now I'm like, please water me down. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Literally. uh...
2: But it's funny because I used to, you know, make drinking a part of my show. And, you know, I would sell shot glasses. I only made, like, 50 I think so those are limited edition if you have one
0: <laughs> look out on eBay
2: Yeah yeah and I would take a shot with everyone in the crowd and be like oh I guess I'm feeling self destructive yeah and then yeah. play my song self destructive yep. and now I'm like oh I probably shouldn't do that because I actually have an issue like with drinking <laughs> and I was like making it a party trick but
0: um well that's also such an art artist thing to do is like take the thing that you know you're most insecure about make it a part of your brand yes. yeah so nobody can use it against you but that on the one that's kind of like irony you know it's kind of like yeah. using the, using this sort of like force field against actually uh, interacting with a problem
2: yeah yeah and i think comedians do that a lot they'll like make fun of the way they look so other people don't
0: right. feel mm-hmm. like they
2: can do that and i think i do that too in my music and like on stage i'll even like joke about like I'll wear these crazy outfits that I feel awesome in, but I just also kind of feel ridiculous. Like if I were in the street and I was wearing like a spiky headpiece, you know?
0: Well, I could see you in the street wearing a spiky yeah. headpiece. Yeah. Let's be real. You're wearing yeah. a, a rattleskin. Uh, yeah. Rattlesnake. Snake skin. skin
2: yeah. Sure. Right now. And the Jersey. Yeah. It says St. Joe. Oh, I don't know what that
0: is. But. Um, But I, that's the thing. It's like, if, you know, if your brand is being sad, then that mm-hmm. doesn't l- give you the opportunity to like actually address the thing that yeah. is hurting you, you know? Yeah.
2: And I think I'm kind of bothered when people use sadness as their brands. Like I, I used to describe my music as gloom pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but cause I want to talk about the real issues, but like, I, I feel like there should be talk about like solutions too, and not just like wallowing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I kind of, like, didn't want to talk about, like, depression and suicide and that until recently when I feel like I actually have my life together. And if someone were to talk to me about it, it's I'm not being hypocritical and still in that, like, cycle of abuse.
0: Well, I think that that's, like, a very sort of exciting transition. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. now here's this whole new space to write about and a whole new um, core of, like, artistry. And I I think it shows in in Ashes and I'm... I, I get to hear the demos early. So yeah. I got, you know, I chose in the new stuff that you're working yeah. on too. So that's, that's
2: yeah. Well, ashes was like, I kind of, I mean that EP for me, I hate (laughs) Um, mostly because of just like where my head was at the time where I felt like I have to put something out right now. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to forget about me and I rushed to get it out. And also like it was like the general concept of ashes was just fire (laughs) as a whole. And so I related it to real stuff in my life. But like, I do think the new songs I'm writing are a little more grounded in. Yeah. Like, Authentic themes Mm -hmm. that isn't just.
0: I heard a lot of. I mean, I heard a lot about Bianca's house. I was like losing my. We were all losing our mind. I think nobody was losing their mind more than Bianca. Yes, because that's what she does so well (laughs) is just get hype about new music. Yes, Uh, but yeah, it is really really good. And you're working with like just the best people on both coasts, like both Mm -hmm. coasts. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't pronounce coasts right there. I don't know what just what happened. (laughs) Coco Mandala. Kwadimandi. Um, are you, uh, are you ready for MySpace questions?
2: Oh, I am so ready because <laughs> I had a MySpace and my name was Mick Zombie. Mick, Mick Zombie.
0: Zombie. Yes. That's I, good. I
2: see that. I could
0: see that. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because when we first started this we were like, oh, we should like, uh, we first started and told you that we were doing this and we we're like, oh yeah, we're thinking about like trying to find like random questions, like rapid fire questions and you immediately text me yes. back MySpace and sent me just yes. a whole bunch of MySpace links. Yeah, because
2: so they yeah.
0: For, for those who have stuck around, you'll know that, that this this whole thing was inspired by me, young yes. Mothica. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is a throwback uh, Thursday survey, like from the MySpace days. Yes. Oh, oh, um, but I'm going to start with a question we found somewhere that I've been tabling because it's a very important question. Would you be a pirate? Yes. Hey,
2: hey, hey, I told
0: hey, you. I told you. You're our first pirate. You're our first pirate.
2: Who said they wouldn't be? A pirate?
0: Everybody, Everybody said they wouldn't be a pirate. Everybody was so practical. Uh, They're like, oh, Noah's fucking telling me that they are gonna get scurvy. I
2: actually really want to go buy a pirate outfit right now.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I want a crew. I want to sail the seven seas. Like,
2: I want that booty. Yeah,
0: the, the treasure or no? Yeah, live your life. I want a peg leg. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I want a parrot. I want a hook. Yes. I, oh, I, I want sturdy. a mermaid. I want a sword on fight. a ship. With a ship. You yes. want a mermaid? Yeah. Mermaids like are scary.
2: A siren.
0: A siren. I want to fight. You know. I want cannons. Cannons if with can cannons,
2: yeah. Walk the plank. Mm-hmm.
0: Walk the plank. Uh, I want to make someone walk the plank. I want to like, bury my treasure on an island and then make like a really intense like treasure puzzle I to find it. I do not
2: want to handle navigation, though. Well, yeah. get
0: a nav person. Get a yeah. SME. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a North Star. Uh, yeah. they will be the moth crew. Make everybody wear wings. And- yeah,
2: I don't think there's any moths in the ocean.
0: Maybe you'll be the first. You'll be the only. <laughs>
2: but maybe on like a small island, there's like some weird moth species. Well
0: You know how there's like the flying Dutchman? You can have the flying moth.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Mine would be called Sailing Lion. Mm. Naturally. To a good one. But Noah doesn't want to join my crew because Noah doesn't want to be a pirate. I just don't want to get scurvy. And I don't um, want to deal with, you know, skirting around the law.
2: Yeah. But the
0: law is bad at that time. Yeah.
2: Can, yeah. I mean, yeah that, I mean, that is a good point. You can get away with anything. Yeah.
0: And they were hanging would it people. Would be an
2: all-female pirate ship? That
0: could be. That would be, yeah. Interesting. No, that, that thing, that you'd be feared throughout the world. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I Who's think with I need me? to be
2: a pirate for Halloween now. Do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Because then I can just wear all those clothes normally.
0: Last year, were uh, Miguel and Tulio from El Dorado. Mm. How's it going? Which, they weren't pirates, but they were like... Treasure hunters. Treasure hunters. Mm. Which, that's a cool thing. I'd be a treasure yeah. hunter. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Sherlock Holmes... That's not related, but I'm just thinking. He's how cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: oh, I, I mean I I went as Tommy Wuzo this year just because I let oh, my hair wow. down and wear my coat. Yeah. Just... <laughs> uh, all right, let's go through these. Ready? You ready for it? Yeah. Uh, last beverage you've had?
2: Uh, an iced black tea and a ginger beer.
0: Last phone call.
2: My last phone call, was to my friend Julia that I met at an AA meeting. Yeah. What
0: what's your favorite color?
2: Iridescence. Wait, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, reflective iridescence like a butterfly. It's like a bunch of different colors. Yeah, it is
1: yeah, it is a specific enough thing. Like I, I think that's that's a good answer.
2: That's
0: that's only a color by technicality. Like I feel okay, it's not so much a not color then, as an as an experience.
2: I mean I, I always get clothes in black, but if it's not black, I'll say um like, teal. Mm-hmm. I like, teal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you met someone who has changed you in the past month? This is... well.
2: Yeah, everyone. Oh, that's
0: nice. Uh, how many kids do you want?
2: I want... I want a dog and a cat. I want a cat named Motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a, I want a kid named um, Harley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> Harley
0: Davidson Ellis? No,
2: I I don't think I want a child.
0: Well, the next question was, do you want any pets? I think you, yeah. you satisfied the yes. cat named motorcycle. Um, <laughs> uh, if you had to change your name, what would you change it to? Not your artist name, like your, your real name.
2: Um, I would just go by Kenzo. Kenzo? That's what my mom calls me. Hmm. And like one, a couple friends from back home. Mamaka?
0: Yeah. I heard, did you remember, your mom sells... Vintage stuff too. Yes, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, my mom has like a warehouse of vintage furniture and clothes. Just years of going to garage sales and estate wow. sales. Yeah,
0: that's. I mean, that's such a an, an awesome like niche thing to to do as yes. well. Yes. Like,
2: yeah, and it's so great because anything you could possibly want, like she probably has it. Like, I want a vintage shirt that has a marble or cigarette on it. I don't know. Uh,
0: zodiac sign. I am a Pisces. Whoa, my dad's a Pisces. Yeah. Name of your first best friend?
2: My first best friend was named Madison or Maddie Poo Poo Melonhead, as I called her.
0: <laughs> Wholesome. Now, here's the do you believe in section Do you believe in miracles? Oh. <laughs> Santa Claus.
2: No. <laughs> you had to
0: think about it, though. Do you believe in yourself?
2: I do. I do. I do now.
0: Um, If you could go back in time, how far back would you go?
2: I would want to go to like ancient times, Egypt.
0: Mm. Yeah. Um, It says, how do you want to die?
2: Oh, wow. Definitely not in an airplane, but also (laughs) maybe in an airplane.
0: And what would you want to play at your funeral?
2: (laughs) Oh, I have a whole funeral playlist. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, awesome. It's it's called Play This at My Funeral. Let's see what's on it. The Between the Bars by Elliot Smith is on that song. I mean naturally, yeah. Oof. Um Let's see what else we got on here. Oh, Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. Oh, that's good. It's a song I really like. Um I have um <laughs> She's Got Away by Billy Joel. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> that's the first song I like cried to when I was in middle school. And wow. I was like, this song made me cry yeah i i have some weird stuff on here i, I play an
0: excessive amount of mute math at my funeral i don't know why but for some reason that oh, would really yeah. get me like in the mm. mood to be lying there dead yeah,
2: i definitely want a pipe organ and just like, oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: play all your songs on pop- play pipe play all, all organ, my songs
2: yeah. and on a pipe organ on a pipe organ yeah
0: just like arrangements of uh yeah little spooky yes.
2: I worry that my funeral will just turn into like a networking event though, you know, it's like, like, oh, <laughs> oh woof. So like, oh, hey, yeah, you write with this person, right?
0: Uh, <laughs> I need to take a 10 minute break.
2: That's
1: some dark oh, music industry talk, in talk for the folks at home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's not something I've ever considered, but no, I don't nothing. think I'll be able to get that out of my head.
2: Yeah, you're like, oh, you going to Mothka's funeral? Oh my god, yeah.
0: I can already see it. <laughs> uh, I quit. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably like the single most mind-blowing thing <laughs> that's been said on the show so far. Uh, Ugh. I can skip this next question, which is, do you have an attitude?
2: <laughs> yes, definitely.
0: This is stupid. Ever eaten food in a car while somebody was driving? <laughs> what?
2: Yes. For sure. Do you type fast? I type very fast. Do you spell well? I purposely spell every word wrong. (laughs) Well, no, okay. I spell I I spell U, I just use the letter U and I type in all under lowercase. That explains that explains your
0: new E (laughs) P asses. (laughs) Yes. Have you ever been on a horse?
2: Oh my God. Yes. And I'm very allergic to them, which Whoa. I discovered because I rode a horse bareback in the Costa Rican jungle. So
0: what's your favorite kind <laughs> of chocolate?
2: Dark chocolate. Maybe that's, a that's sea salt. Goth. Yeah. 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 Black dark
0: chocolate like my soul. Uh like these are do- have you ever walked outside in your PJs? <laughs> like don't even answer that. Yeah, the, yeah I'm Please sure. don't but, ask me that. Life is long. Like
1: <laughs>
0: these are questions for 15 year olds. <laughs> do you believe everything happens for a reason?
2: Um, I like to believe that. I also like to believe that when I have deja vu, that it means that I'm supposed to be there.
0: I think that was from Final Destination. <laughs> what that belief that line is from final destination
2: <laughs> no it's from my brain i'm
0: <laughs> uh, gonna we're gonna put some money down and say that's a quote really? from final destination oh my gosh. Yeah. which is it is a kind of morbid when you think about it now for final destination yeah. so, do you like chinese food
2: i do i have a uh, me and my parents always get chinese food on christmas because they don't cook <laughs> and it's the only thing that's open
0: yeah, that's uh, the for Jewish family Chinese food in a movie like yeah the, that that's like the cliche that like goes strong you know oh, um, oh I thought it was our thing oh I mean <laughs> do you not notice in the Chinese food like, the Chinese restaurants on Christmas every Jew in the whole town is there no that was just our
2: <laughs> no I was in Oklahoma so there wasn't very many Jewish there were people. a lot of Jews yeah, yeah.
0: do you like snow.
2: Sure. <laughs> I like I like the way it looks, you know. <laughs> Ever been to Alaska or Hawaii? I've been to Hawaii in elementary school. I would love to go back there, and I would love to go to Alaska because mm-hmm. I really want to see the Northern Lights.
0: Yeah, it seems like a good thing to do. Yeah.
2: I think you can see them in Alaska, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that pretty much does it. Uh, uh, important question. How was your New Year's? What did you do on New Year's Eve?
2: Oh Oh, so I have a tradition of getting too drunk the night before New Year's that I do nothing on actual New Year's. So I did go to a party, but I was sober and um, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> and then yeah, I went home by myself and probably watched Ozark. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jason Bateman
2: yes right yeah so good
0: i think that more or less concludes all the questions there's roughly a hundred more but they're all (laughs) quite equally stupid dumb uh but at least we got to dive into your funeral playlist which i i would say um made it all worth it yes Um, i need to
2: update it you know
0: yeah i guess so i mean you know that or your will you know
2: yeah i don't know if i wanted to play my music because then like if if there's like a person an impersonator that comes and sings, oh weird, my songs
0: or an A and R set for discovery. Yeah, you know the because the A and R is coming to your funeral clearly to find new music.
2: Yeah, I'd actually yeah. want Lord to come sing all my songs or Julian Michaels. That'd be really cool. Yeah.
0: Or a duet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which speaking of like who who are you like listening to now? Like what? What's no. like exciting? Here?
2: Um. <laughs> Gosh, well, I am listening to... Well, I've, I've just been listening to the new Billie Eilish album that came out yesterday. It's so good. It's very good. And I've been listening to a lot of, like, UK production, like Sampha. Mm. I mean, I know that album came out a while ago, but I love um, his record. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I've also been listening to a lot of James Bond theme songs because... <laughs> I'm still trying to manifest in the universe that I have a song in a James Bond movie. If they don't stop making them, I will freak out, but
0: um uh, my favorite James Bond song. Wait, wait, what's mm. your favorite James Bond song?
2: I mean, mine is Skyfall by Adele. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, but um I mean, Super I haven't one. listened to all the old ones until you know, recently. Mine is a
0: you know uh you know my name by Chris like Cornell. Chris Cornell. Mm. Mm. Dun, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't know if
1: this is like. It's, it's not. It's not necessarily good. But I had a childhood obsession with the Madonna James Bond song, <laughs> Die Another Die Day. Die Another Day, and one of the
0: Pierce oh, Pierce Brosnan that. movies.
1: That was like when I was like four years old, or so. I was like so of all the J- young.
0: old James Bond songs, that was a good, a very good one. Like that was. I mean, it. It's something. Yeah,
2: there's something about yeah, like spy like imagery that i want to play with somehow like like who who's a pop artist that has a spy vibe you know like that could be my thing
0: yeah it's a
1: hard it's a hard thing to encapsulate too i think (laughs) in music
2: yeah well you
1: already hear first folks the whole
0: next record is uh, is spy spy related yeah Yeah, It's it's just
2: gadgets i'm selling like Mm. all these maybe called totally spies (laughs) that'd be amazing i
0: i honestly as a kid i was obsessed with with spies, like I, mm. I would play Spy Fox when uh, Spy Kids, Spy
2: Kids. Spy kids. Mm-hmm. I want to the Tot-
0: spy museum in Washington.
2: <gasps> I want to go totally spies. I go,
0: the show, Totally Spies. I haven't
2: seen
0: that. Uh, I was about three teenagers who were spies. Kim Possible, Kim Possible oh, was sort of a spy. Yeah,
2: no, Kim Possible is a fashion icon. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, of course, cargo pants are so in right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, so that's the thing. It's like I. Uh, I wanted to be a spy. When, when, when we would have family gatherings, me and my cousin would like try to like spy on conversations. Yeah, I was a big Bond. Well, I'm fan, trying yeah. to
2: plan a music video right now where I'm an assassin. Ooh. Yes, and so i am been shopping for clothes, for outfits to wear, because I know I have to wear like a long kind of trench coat jacket, and then underneath I want to have all this tactical gear and just like hey. knives hidden. In, like, Who are
0: you assassinating? Myself. What? <laughs> What a
2: twist
0: Yeah Is that that the plot twist in the
2: The plot is I'm Yes so It's like Um, yeah, I'm following myself around like there's the party version of me where I wake up like drunk and hungover and just like I'm a slobby person and I'm like, you know, brushing my teeth kind of and like going to a bar and then there's like badass assassin version of me that's following me to the bar and then somehow there's an altercation and I have to like drag my own body because I'm killing my former self. That's awesome. Um, That's great.
0: But, uh, but yeah, no, spies spies um yeah chris yeah. cornell's is my favorite a one spy for sure.
2: culture
0: i think artists should uh double as spies like could you imagine if we had like a <gasps>
2: a pop star that's a spy yeah. for the government
0: it's like a zoolander yeah it's, you know it's like have the models turned into assassins or whatever yes like, um well uh what's new in the world of mothica what's coming and coming next
2: yeah, I'm finishing up a bunch of songs and um so I have yeah, 3 EP's out and I have about 12 to 15 songs right now I'm finishing. Wow. Yeah, and instead of doing two more EPs, I've decided it's going to be my debut album. Wow. Yeah, I know. And but I'm trying to figure out a way to do it where it's not just like dropping 12 songs at once. Like it might end up being everything's a singles and then there's bonus songs and stuff like that. One Um, song
0: on each streaming platform. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to the whole record. You need to subscribe to all of them.
2: Yeah. Well, if you know that band, Oh Wonder, they like Mm, released an album, a song a month, which I thought was really cool. And so something like that, but it is yeah, my first album. And do you have a name for it? I do. Do you
0: want to drop it?
2: No, not yet. All right. Fair.
0: Um, well, that's, that's can you uh well w- w- what is one of the songs that you're most excited about like if we if mm-hmm. we were to listen back to this interview after it came out we'd be like oh that was the one that makes sense
2: yeah I'm um, really ex- excited about this song called oh God
0: <laughs> What's that about
2: um it's about the morning after a crazy night and it's like oh god <laughs> like, what, what did, did I, I do, do last night yeah. what did I say yeah um, that's Pretty much the lyrics.
0: (laughs) The music video is just scenes from The Hangover. (laughs) Mike Tyson's there.
2: Yeah. That one might be the Assassin video. We'll see. that's cool. Because it's like, oh, God, what have I done? You know?
0: That's a really cool music video. I'm, like, visualizing it and all that. I know.
2: Well, it's, like, tricky visualizing it too much because then I'm like, I don't know if I have the budget to pull off. Like, I want it to be, like, you know, slow motion, jumping through a window and (laughs) like throwing knives. But I don't think. Yeah, it's like a
0: Tarantino movie.
2: (laughs) Yes. I mean, that would be amazing if I like did stunts. Oh, but I don't think we're going to get there.
0: Find a stunt double. Uh, Ellen could probably be. So
2: I think I haven't asked her yet, but I think I might have to use her as my stunt double because we have the same hair.
0: (laughs) Uh, Does she do stunts?
2: She can no. learn. She can learn. <laughs> She's also a lot shorter than me, but. <laughs>
0: um. Well, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm I I heard it at the at the house. And yeah. I, uh, uh, I'm very excited for it. I'm excited yeah. for for everything you're up to. So no, thank yeah. thank you for for coming on Talking Lion. You're one of our yes. like first, you know, like this is the first couple of episodes. That we're yeah, no, so. I'm
2: super excited that you guys did this because I know you were talking about it <laughs> and I know you talk about doing a lot of things and it's awesome that you actually made a podcast.
0: Yeah, I, I have like a whole list of ideas. Yeah, of you're things, like, yeah,
2: like, this pilot, yeah. Mm, this game show and this <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> uh, no.
0: um, but uh, yeah, no, it's, this is something that we've, we've wanted to do for a while. Very specifically wanted to do it with, with friends. So yeah, waking up to a text from you or like, let's do the show. I'm like, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody want to shout out before we wrap?
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything to shout out. Just um, stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned for the tunes. For the for the song for the record that is unnamed. <laughs> and sh- shout out to to Young James and uh and mm-hmm. Ellen and Nathan yeah. and
2: uh, yeah. all the people. Yeah, shout out, and um. Please, please book me to play more shows. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're gonna be an LA native soon, so yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have you, we'll have you as neighbors. So. Yeah. Now, thanks for coming on, Mackenzie. We'll, yeah. we'll talk to you soon.
2: Ta-ta for now. <laughs>
1: I'd like to thank Jaegermeister and Isotope for their early support of Talking Lion.